You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. And today we have a very special guest, and that is Nash Walker, who is the host of the Locked on Twins podcast. Nash, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Kevin. And I want to say, I'm sure like Twins fans who listen to all my crossovers, they're like, yo, you say this to every uh, <laughs> you know, every host. But I've I've cheered for the Rays. Of course, I cheered for the Rays last year in the World Series. Of course, and even even more so now, um, we'll talk about Nelly a lot. But with Nelly there, it's a no brainer. Yeah, you know, look, it's it's fun. It's easy to root for the Rays as opposed to the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Astros or the Dodgers. They're the little engine that could they find a way. I mean, who's what's not to love about the Rays there? <laughs> um, Nash, you mentioned it. Uh, Nelson Cruz, of course, it's been almost a week now. Uh, maybe exactly a week uh, since uh, news broke that Nelson Cruz was joining the Tampa Bay Rays. What was your initial gut reaction when you heard and and found out uh, the breaking news here? Yeah, I think we had at uh, Twins Daily, Kevin, I weeks ago, I had messaged and said, hey, let me do the thank you, Nelson Cruz article when mm-hmm. he goes. And, and so it's been expected for a while now that he was the number one guy that was going to get moved, you know, 41 year old DH. And in the conversation, a lot of the time was like, there's not a lot of contenders that need a DH in the national or in the American league. So was, that was a little bit of a guessing game. I thought Oakland was a really good fit. I wasn't surprised when I saw it was the Rays. I thought it was between Oakland and the Rays um, at the end, like maybe 60, 40 Oakland, just because I thought the fit made a lot of sense. But my reaction to it is, is, I mean, it's a mixed bag. We in Minnesota have embraced Nelly and like he's embraced Minnesota as well in a way that no one foresaw when they, when they signed him uh, at the end of the 2018 season, he came in and immediately made an impact on the field, off the field. There's so many things that he did that helped the twins win, whether it was taking Miguel Sano under his wing and helping him throughout 2019 and throughout his time here, or just how about hitting 41 homers in 2019 as well helps the team win. But he, I grew up and he was one of my favorite players. So it was a mix of, I was happy for him and happy that it was the Rays. And also just, it was crushing because who expected this to happen this year for the twins? I don't think twins fans expected it certainly. And I don't know if, you know, a lot of people who follow baseball expected the twins to be this bad at this point to the point where they're trading Nelson Cruz after re-signing him. So it was definitely mixed emotions. Yeah. I wanted to add and follow up on that a little bit. What happened to the twins this year? Like what, what imploded? Was it just a combination of injuries and just, poor play and expectations not met. What's, what's been the biggest issue here? I think Kevin, at the beginning of the year, yes, there, there were a lot of injuries early on. You see opening day, I was in Milwaukee for opening day and Josh Donaldson rounds first and pops his hammy on the first inning on a double things like that were happening. You know, guys were getting hurt a lot, but no, I've never, I've tried to repeatedly not use that as an excuse for this team because they've had so many opportunities, so many stretches against bad teams where they could have turned it around pitching poorly, timely hitting. It's just, it's the vintage, you know, textbook stuff. You know, they blow games late. Their bullpen's been atrociously bad. The the performances you see today, they hit seven homers today, scored 14 runs and they lost. The Tigers hit no homers. It's things like that. Like they find ways to lose every night 
it feels like they just find new ways, you know, and that's, that's been really hard to watch from our perspective and from my perspective, because a lot of times in the last two years, this twins team unexpectedly in 2019 found so many ways to win. And this year it just feels like they find ways to lose. They don't get that big hit starting pitching. Doesn't go deep enough. They pitch well. They don't hit well. They hit well. They don't pitch well. They never have matched it up and it never came together this year. And we were waiting like you wait. And I think Yankees fans feel that way too this year you're waiting for them to go on that run and it just it never happened and I still had hope even late when they had us they had like a seven game stretch where they're playing the White Sox like you can make up some ground here it just never came together and the pitching is is the crux of the issue I think the offense it's a borderline still a top 10 unit in the game and and you can see today they score 14 runs like they're capable of a lot offensively but the pitching staff has just been it's been awful is Rocco Baldelli, the manager, getting any heat at all from the fan base? Should note, of course, I mean, if you're a Rays fan, if you're a Devil Rays fan, you know uh, the panache that Baldelli has in Tampa Bay and, of course, is uh, has been looked at and viewed at as an up-and-coming manager, young manager with the Twins. But I didn't know how much of this is on him, if at all, this season. He was dealt a losing hand. And I think a lot of twins fans, rational twins fans, in my opinion, Kevin can see that, that he was Mm -hmm. not dealt a winning hand with his staff. Now, were there decisions that Rocco made that had people scratching their heads, especially early in the season? Yes. Myself included, where he made decisions that probably cost them a few games early in the season, but there was no stop in this train. I mean, this was a runaway train uh, into the night that was going to be a loser and it's hard. It's hard to believe. I mean, their over under was 89 and a half wins this year, right, right around 90. It might've been 90 and a half before the season, like expected to be right in there again. And it's just felt like it was destined to just fall off the tracks. And that's what happened. I think for Rocco, people have to understand that he's, I think he's 39. He's younger than mm-hmm. Nelly. He's younger than Nelly, which is crazy. I, I always say that I've been saying that for three years now, which is wild, but he, he knows these young guys, Trevor Larnick, Alex Kirilov. He's the guy. You know, he's the guy and people have to accept that he's the guy with this front office. He's the guy that's going to be with these young guys. Now he's, he's their manager. And there's no question about that in my mind. And I really don't think for a team that has failed to meet expectations, there's been even close to what you might see with a manager on the hot seat. Like what you see with Aaron Boone or with someone else, it hasn't been like that at all. He's caught in a lot of heat rightly or wrongly. So, but I, I don't think that there's any legitimate belief that he's going to be fired and if people thought there was a chance, they would say it more, but no one really, not that I see that people think he's going to be fired. I, I think there's a 0% chance that Rocco's fired in the next handful of years. Interesting. Okay. Well, let's get back to the main topic at hand. Sorry for going off topic there a little <laughs> bit, but Nelson Cruz, um, can you kind of dive into his personality and clubhouse presence a little bit? You mentioned uh, he took Miguel Sano under his wing. And I know he's gotten a lot of high marks for his leadership in addition to what he does on the field or at the plate, but just what he brings to the table from a good clubhouse guy, chemistry guy. He was perfect, Kevin. Honestly, I think he's perfect for Tampa Bay too, because the twins, what they needed, they had this young talent. They needed this veteran to come in and be that presence. And the thing about Nelly, I think is that he doesn't, he's not the, he's a leader by action when he goes out and hits 41 homers in a season or has the second best OPS Mm -hmm. in the American league the last three years, but he's a leader by just doing what he does. He's a, he leads by example and he fit in so perfectly because I'm sure, you know, and, and Rays fans know, Rockabout Delhi's mantra, he's so cool. He's so calm. Like he's just, he's a very calm, level-headed, not too high, not too low. 
that helped them a ton these last two years. This year, I think there were times where people wanted more fire in the clubhouse or fire from Rocco. And that's the downside of that, right? But it also helps when you, you're on a losing streak and you can kind of keep that level head. Nelly's the same way. Nelly is, is cool. He's calm. He laughs. He has fun. He loves playing the game. He never seems like he's too wound up. Like he's just, he goes and has fun playing the game. And I think that guys rally around that and they love to be around him because of that. And I think for the race, there are guys on the race who just love playing ball too. Like Randy Rosarena, I think mm-hmm. of watching him last year in the playoffs, just they love being out there and you can see it maybe more than others. Nelly's that guy. And to, to have that from a 41 year old, to see that he still every day just loves coming out and loves being on the field and just loves baseball and playing and competing. I think guys rally around that and they come together and and he's a leader in that way. And I think that's what he's been for the twins for three years. And it was so sad. You see all these Instagrams from Luis Arise, Jose Barrios, all these guys posting pictures with him. I'll miss you. I love you. Like he was such a figure. And it honestly, it's sad for us too, because it feels like a shell now without him, because he, mm-hmm. he really was that. I don't want to be dramatic about the impact that he made, but he, he legitimately made that impact. Um, but yes, I think it'll benefit the Rays in this stretch run and into the postseason, his calmness and his coolness while also leading. He's not, I don't think he's the guy who's going to come in the clubhouse and throw a bat like mm-hmm. Josh Donaldson might. I think sometimes they not clash heads together, but just their styles clash together here right. a little bit. He, he has a cool and a calm style that I think is going to benefit the Rays when things get tight. Not that they need it. They got there last year, but I think he's get, I think that's a way that he'll help and, and that he can help a team late in the season, especially. A reminder that the MLB trade deadline is approaching and the Locked On MLB YouTube channel will be streaming the hot stove live. Two hours of MLB trade analysis from our Locked On lineup of local experts. Be sure to subscribe to Locked On MLB on YouTube and tune in July 30th, beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It doesn't make any sense at all. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pumps are $353 from a chain store, but just $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even some new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Um, Nash, do you have a favorite memory or memories of Nelson Cruz in a Twins uniform? Is there something that really sticks out to you with him? I think there was a there was a stretch here in 2019, and I came home. I was in I was at school like in Columbia for the summer in Missouri to get residency or whatever, and I came home for a two week stretch and, and went to all the Twins games that were at home, of course. He had a, a week stretch here. I think they played the Royals like five or six times in a week. It was it was crazy where he legitimately hit like 10 home runs and he hit three homers in a night at Target Field. And he came out the next night and hit another one. It was a stretch in July. I want to say it was like the end of June to, I mean, through the rest of the season, but 
his July here in 2019 was the best month. I think, I mean, in my young life, I've definitely ever seen (laughs) and certainly Mm -hmm. from a twin. And I think I remember these runs that he would go on where he was, you couldn't get him out. Like it was just, and my buddies were saying to me, is Nelly just Homer every night? Sometimes it feels like he does. (laughs) Sometimes it just feels like he comes in and he'll come out and he just does damage at the plate. Of course, like the way that he destroys the White Sox is is such a beautiful thing for me. Uh, Being a White Sox hater, it's really nice to see him beat up on the White Sox in Chicago. Love that. And yes, he had a three home run game off Lucas Giolito that I remember in 2019 as well. And then in 2020, in the postseason against the Astros, the Twins scored two runs in two games two doubles from Nelson Cruz to drive in two yeah. runs. So even when the team was down and out, Nelly was, Nelly was never like he carried the team last year offensively for a lot of that season. And, and they won 36 out of the 60 games, made the playoffs, won the division behind good pitching, but offensively it was a lot of Nelson Cruz and his, just the way that he would carry the offense. I think those stretches are what I'm going to remember of him on the field and then off the field, just being so proud to have him as a member of the Twins. You see he wins the Muhammad Ali Humanitarian Award. Uh, you see he wins the Star Tribune Sports Person of the Year. He wins all these awards off the field, the Silver Slugger baseball-wise, but everything just makes you proud that he's here. And I think Rays fans will feel that too, just to feel proud that he's on their team because he is such a great individual and also amazing in the batter's box. Yeah, he's definitely made an immediate impact with the Rays already a couple homers and just the way he doesn't have to get all of a pitch to send it a long way and make really good contact. I mean, the thing we notice about him is just his crazy, crazy bat speed. And the fact that he can hit just about any pitch, uh, saw some highlights of him. you know, the fastball up and in and so forth. Um, Nelson Cruz. So he is 41 years old, gets talked about the age a lot, and he's hit a lot of homers. He's been very productive in his early, mid, late thirties and now early forties. Um, Nash, you got to watch Nelson Cruz for about three years. I mean, a, a lot of games in a Twins uniform. How long can he keep this up? How long can he be a viable slugger? I mean, 2022 as well, 23, 24. I mean, I, my my little side note, my argument here for him continuing to be a very good player is he hasn't had to step on a defensive, you know, in a defensive role really. So he would seemingly his legs would be healthy and rested and he would still have some life in his bat there. But I didn't know if you have um, a perspective on that as well. There's a lot of things that go into it. And we talk about modern nutrition is a, Mm -hmm. is a main one, just the way that he takes care of his body. You got to follow him on Instagram, watch his stories in the off season, the ridiculous work that he does every single day. He's got his own home gym in the Dominican Republic that he works out in. He works out all day all day. And and there've been interviews where he's like, I work out, I eat, I sleep. I don't know if you know, but Nelson Cruz, Rays fans should know. And Nelson Cruz is like a napper. He naps every <laughs> yes, day. Yes. I've heard about that. For every game they had a nap room for him here, but he would say, I work out, I eat and I sleep. He works out. You watch his Instagram all day. I used to look at the hour. It's like 12 hours ago, 11 hours ago, 10 hours ago, nonstop work. And he puts in the work and he, and he gets the production out of it. I think it's a mixture of that. I think for him, and you're right, like not being on the field definitely benefits him as well. For him, I don't know if it's going to be that he's going to just stop hitting because you see the bat speed is yeah. close to slowing down. Twins fans have waited. We've we watched the last three years and waited for him to slow down. It looked like at the beginning of this season that he was, go- that he was slowing down. There was concern, and then he just made us all look silly. The bat speed's ridiculous. I think it's going to be he's missed some time, sore knee, sore back sore neck, missing time with, with things like that. 
I think that might be what, what ends up kind of tailing off in his career, just his body, not, not keeping up. But like I said, I would never, ever, ever bet against him. I just, I wouldn't with the way that he works and the way that he still looks. And I was watching, he had a documentary as well on, on uh, Bali sports. And I was watching how he gets like worked out every day and gets stretched and gets massaged. It's, it's, unbelievable the routine that he goes through every single day and you can see why he's still doing it at 41 as hard as it is to believe because he puts in the work every day i wouldn't bet against him i think there'll be a lot of national league teams lining up next year with the universal dh i expect probably in the the new cba to sign Mm -hmm. nelson cruz next year and I, i i mean i fully expect him to hit again in 2022 i don't know why unless he shows that he's tailing off or that he gets hurt at the end of this year, why he wouldn't, why you wouldn't bet on him, bet against his age, continue to bet against his age. It might be just that he's legitimately five years younger than (laughs) says like as a hitter, you know, it's, it's really crazy, but he puts in the work. The Grace fans need to know when you think about Nelson Cruz, the work that he puts in every day and and just it's eye popping. You know, one of the questions we got about Nelson Cruz, and that's great stuff on his work ethic and approach to the game and how he goes about his business. And that's the part of longevity and staying power there. But you look at his career, you know, not to dive too deep into the analytics and the metrics, but his war is 42. He's got the 438 home runs. He's got the 278 career batting average, great OPS, OPS plus, all the, you know, all the offensive numbers you could pretty much dream of. Of course, he was a bit of a late bloomer, didn't really come on the scene until he was 27, 28 years old. Do you see him as a potential Hall of Fame candidate? Like how much more does he have to do before he gets on that radar? I mean, I guess it kind of stinks that, you know, the pandemic season kind of put a a dent or damper into that because that, that could have been another hundred plus games where he put up maybe another 20, 25 home runs and added that total where he was still really, really productive. But what's your, your take on that, his possible hall of fame candidacy? Yeah. I was listening to some podcasts this off season, his agent was doing an interview and and his agent had mentioned that 500, 500 home runs is really, really important to Nelly. And that's, he Mm -hmm. wants to get to that 500 mark. I think for him, there are a few things that draw him back. You mentioned as a late bloomer, it's hard to get those counting stats. And also he did have some, you know, he was implicated in, in the steroid problem. Biogenesis. Yeah, I do biogenesis. forget to bring that up. Yes. 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 Of course. I think he acknowledges, I remember he said like, I made a mistake, you know, it, it happened. And, and that's part of his past as well. You got to bake that in. I think I still today, even without being a twin, I say that he's a legendary slugger. I think he mm-hmm. should be named among some of the best sluggers that we've seen in this generation. I think he's in this current era, like I would say, I don't know, back to 2000 or 2000 in that, in that time span, mm-hmm. he should be among, among the top guys. I mean, you look at from 2010 on leads the league in homers from 2011 on leads the league in homers. He leads the league in homers in every year that you pull from 2010 on, like he's, he's a legendary slugger. He's one of the best sluggers this game has seen hall of fame. I just don't think he has, I don't think he has the counting numbers for that. Unfortunately, wasn't good enough defensively. Um, and you know, you look at Edgar Martinez, but he, he got to count up a little bit. I think Edgar was more in the 73 to 75 war range. And it does matter. You say like, don't mention it. It matters. You know, they, they look at those things and he's not going to get anywhere near that. So I think I will always think of him after his career. And and when, like I tell my kids about Nelson Cruz as being one of the best sluggers ever, I think, Um, but hall hall of fame wise, I don't, I don't see that happening for him. Just there's too many things drawing him back from that. Hall of very good. Maybe 
All yes. very good. That's Absolutely. that's a nice compromise there. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track it all at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N. LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Nash. So, of course, with the deal in return, uh, the Twins got Drew Strotman and Joe Ryan, uh, upper level minor. Uh, minor league pitchers for the Rays no longer with the Rays now with the uh, Twins organization. But what did you think of the haul um, for Nelson Cruz? Was that pretty fair in your estimation? Or do you think that the Twins could have or should have gotten more uh, from that? I think Twins fans were maybe perhaps pessimistic about the return. And Twins fans can be pessimistic. I can be pessimistic sometimes about the return before the trade happened of what the Twins could get for Nelson mm-hmm. Cruz. I think there was a sense that it, there just weren't, there weren't enough teams. Again, he's a 41 year old DH who can't play in the field. There were concerns that that wouldn't bring back much. And I think twins fans are really satisfied. And I was definitely satisfied with what came back in this deal to get a borderline top 100 prospect and Joe Ryan, and then Strotman on top of it, a higher upside arm, I think is really exciting. And it's exactly what the twins need right now because they lack that pitching in the upper minors. And you saw the pitching just break down this year. They need guys to prevent them from signing Jay Happ and Matt Shoemaker again. You know, they need mm-hmm. guys that could potentially fill out the rotation. And if Joe Ryan or Drew Strotman, if one of them becomes a third or a fourth starter, an effective third or fourth starter on a winning team, that's a, that's a slam dunk for them. And I also think for the Rays too, best farm system in the league to add Nelson Cruz to this lineup with world series aspirations, it really was a win-win in a lot of ways right now is a perfect fit. And I think I'm very satisfied with the return. I think to get these two guys in Ryan and Strotman was a good return for Nelly. And I think he's, he's worthy of that in my estimation, but I, I kind of bought into the idea that there weren't enough contenders and that that package would be a lot smaller, but I, I definitely was happy with what they got back. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, the race certainly meant business and we want to be able to utilize Nelson Cruz for another week here. So we are going to give you two of our better pitching prospects to make this deal happen and to make sure that no other team catches in on him there. And there's also maybe a a chance or a small chance that if Nelson Cruz enjoys the Tampa Bay market, the lifestyle, the organization, maybe he resigns with the Rays on a one-year deal with an option or something like that. I wouldn't totally take that out of the question either. Um, Nash here. So, okay. In, in this trade, uh, there was another player involved, a little known <laughs> player by the name of, I don't even know if I know how to pronounce his last name, Calvin Foucher, I guess that's what I'll go with. Any Intel on this guy, or is it just kind of a, a throw in depth piece? This is just a guy. So you can, uh, you know, get through a minor league season type of a deal. I'll tell you what, Kevin, Twins fans are concerned that this is the next uh, this is the next guy that's going to the Rays that's going to win a Cy Young. Mm. 
Okay. There's there's always that concern. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I haven't watched him pitch this year. I do a lot of minor league stuff at twins daily. You look at the strikeout numbers are big. The walk numbers are also big and it's just the type of guy that the Rays love. um, Unfortunately, (laughs) I think for twins fans, but yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't watched a whole lot of them this year. Um, You know, pitch for Wichita a little bit. I see 30 innings for Wichita, but yeah, big strikeout numbers, big walk numbers. I'm sure by the time he gets to Tampa Bay, he'll get that walk rate down to like 3% and the strikeout rate will be 40% and he'll be, uh, <laughs> he'll be in the rotation with glass now next year. <laughs> there, it, it could happen. They just say, Hey, do pitch to your strengths, pitch to yep. a certain quadrant of the zone. You're a pro baseball player for a reason and be yep. confident and make things work from there. So, uh, okay. Um, Nash finally here there's been a lot of other rumors thrown about that the twins may not be done selling. There's been rumors surrounding Pineda, Jose Barrios, Byron Buxton. In your estimation, are there any other big name, big ticket twins players that get, uh, that get dealt before the deadline on uh, July 30th? It's uh, it's tough right now. I've gone back and forth, Kevin. I think it's, it's hard to get a sense right now of, of what's what they're thinking. But here's what I know. Thad Levine, Twins GM, said in an interview Sunday that uh, they're going to try to retool and compete next year. And I can appreciate that as a five-day-a-week podcast host for the Twins. I <laughs> uh, don't want to hear that they're going to go into some sort of rebuild. But they have Buxton and Brios under control for next year. They're trying to extend Buxton. Hasn't gone super well, obviously. They want to extend Buxton. And I think Brios is pretty intent on getting to free agency. There's an argument to be made. I mean, Jose Brios has a year and a half left of, uh, you know, of team control. He's having a really nice season, having another all-star level season for the twins. His value is never going to be higher. There's a case to be made that if the right deal comes in, you trade Jose Brios. And I actually gave the odds of Brios going at 50, 50. I think it'll be really interesting. That's the guy I'm watching the closest. I personally don't think they'll deal Buxton because his value right now on the injured list is probably not as high as it'll be this off season. Even if he comes back and stays healthy, it's if he stays healthy a lot for him. But if he does, I mean, you're going to see that value spike if they want to trade him in the offseason, uh, a la like Mookie Betts with one more year on his deal. But the difference is Bucks going to make like $8 million arbitration. So if they trade Bucks, then they should get a lot back for him and should definitely get a lot back for Barrios with the, um, you know, how many teams need starting pitching right now. It'll be interesting. I'd say 70-30 no on Buxton, and then I would say 50-50 uh, even split on Barrios. I, I think there, it could go either way. It depends who comes in late there at the deadline with Barrios. Um, but again, if, if Barrios went to the Rays, I, I think he would probably end up becoming a Cy Young winner, um, which is a scary thought. I think those two are the, the ones we're watching closest. Uh, Andrelton Simmons, I think, will be gone. Hanso Robles will be gone. Pineda will be gone. The one-year deal guys will definitely be gone that are going to be free agents this offseason if they can get anything for some of those guys. I think Pineda is an, an interesting fit for the Rays as a middle rotation option while they're waiting for glass now to come back. And I think he's definitely getting dealt. I don't think it'll cost a whole lot. The velocity is down this year, but he's a guy who knows how to pitch. He's got three really nice pitches. He commands super well. You know, the walk rate is, is low when he's right. Everything looks tight and is spinning well. And I think Pineda is a guy who's given the twins a chance to win a lot every fifth day in the last three years he's been on the team. So I think he, a team could get value on Michael Pineda as a potential playoff starter, honestly, even uh, with the year that he's kind of had, he looked really good a couple of nights ago in his last start. And I think um, seeing where he ends up will be interesting, but all eyes are on Buxton and Burrios, honestly, at this point uh, with those two at the twin stars. And, and if they can get Buxton extended before the deadline, if not, 
what do you do? And and I think Barrios is super interesting with how many teams I think are going to be calling the twins real quick with Buxton. Um, I mean, it's death taxes Buxton on the injured list for really his entire career, but if he stays healthy, if he was able to stay healthy for an entire season and had a season like twins fans would expect from him, like how good is he when healthy? Is he top 10 position player in baseball, top 20, top 30, where would you rank him as far as, you know, best players in the game when he can stay on the freaking field? Yeah, he, I mean, you've seen with him, his progression as a player, like as a prospect, and I'm going to pull up uh, some numbers here. Just, it's ridiculous. I mean, you look at how he's progressed as a major lever, major leaguer. The biggest thing for him has been the development of his power. I mean, mm-hmm. this is something that I don't think anyone expected from him even in the minor leagues and coming up and, and the twins, this new regime came in and I think changed a couple of things with him and over his last 153 games, unfortunately that's only back to 2019. And that's the whole thing with him, you know, and you, you pull back his, his last 153 games that only goes back to 19. You'd wish that would be, uh, you know, more recent than that, but 33 homers, 44 doubles, four triples, OPS 903 OPS plus 139. And on top of that being, a super above league average hitter, you know, 39% above league average hitter. He plays, I don't want to disrespect Kevin Kiermaier, but some of the best defensive center field in the game. Um, The value that he brings on both sides. I had a tweet, just crazy number of the twins record when he plays and when he doesn't play, they're a losing team the last three years when he does not play. And when he plays there's some, it's like one Oh one and 60 or something like that. Something crazy. Um, just like 650 winning percentage. It's, it's nutty how good they are when he's on the field because he can impact the game in so many ways. He's, he's true five tool. There was a number, there was a little chart on the athletic Aaron Gleeman and Dan Hayes. I, I think it might've been Gleeman wrote it up war per 162 games over the last three years. If you extrapolate that and Buxton's at the top and that's, that's unfair because you know, you can extrapolate a lot of things for a lot of guys, but he still has a hundred 50 games played, you know, if you extrapolate that he's, uh, he's right up there with Tatis and trout and all those guys at the top of the leaderboard. And it doesn't surprise twins fans. I don't think, cause you watch what he does on a nightly basis. He's a, he's a highlight reel. He, every night Byron Buxton does something that gives the twins a chance to win truly like whether it's an amazing catch in center or he hits a homer, a big homer in a big spot, or he beats out an infield single and steals second and scores. He does something every night that helps them win. And I think that that's why, Personally, I want to obviously see them extend Byron Bucks and it's right, not right. my money, but yeah, I mean, to see him for a full season in 2022, if he gives them a full season in 2022, I think the chances that the twins bounce back is, is immensely higher than it would be without him playing in those games. And also the money that he's going to get paid in free agency will be ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he's, he'll be yeah. a 200, 200 plus million dollar player. I think he's still only 27. And if he gives you a full season next year, I think with the production, he'll end up making uh, a ton in free agency. I think that's why he hasn't signed an extension, which is maybe smart on his part. Yeah. It's funny because you look at his numbers this year and he's basically been a three war player and he's played in 27 games. It's amazing what he had done this season until uh, inevitably getting hurt there. Uh, Nash, great stuff. Great insight on Nelson Cruz in the twins. Um, How can people find your work and reach out to you uh, if need be? Thanks, Kevin. At NashWalker9 on Twitter, at Locked on Twins for the show. And just race fans need to know I love Austin Meadows a ton. Uh, and I'm excited about, uh, I'm excited about this run. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens there in the American league East with Gallo going to the Yanks now. And, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm excited.
Very good. Hey, uh, Austin Meadows for Jose Barrios. Make it happen. <laughs> Some sort of package surrounding that. I mean, we've got a glut of outfielders. We have our designated hitter now. Uh, maybe something can be worked out. Let's see. Throw in Buxton in there. Then, then yeah. That'll definitely be it. I was going to say, too, uh, something is really pretty about the Wander Franco, uh, Randy Rosarena, Austin Meadows, Nelson Cruz kind of quadruplet trio yeah. there with the uh, right-handedness, the switch hitter, the, the lefties. I mean, that's it's fun at the top now at the race, certainly adding Nelly to the middle of that lineup. I, I like looking at the heart of their lineup now with Nelly in it. It's fun. Oh, Rays fans, believe me, yes. you, oh, they sure. like that as well. <laughs> and I think all the players do, although yep. some guys have to take a hit with playing time, but yes. it really stacks up the middle of the order and adds protection and gives some other guys ahead of him pitches to hit. And I mean, Wander Franco just was so, um, so passionate about how much he respects uh, Nelson Cruz and how much he means to him. And the other day, uh, Randy Rosarena was using Nelson Cruz's bat. He actually broke wow. it uh, wow. <laughs> uh, in one of his plate appearances, but uh, the, the TV crew had a great graphic of that. So I think he's definitely fit in swimmingly. And that's something that the Rays, I mean, it's for them, a lot of it is not just can you play, but makeup and character. And are you going to jive and have fun with our group? Because we're not going to, uh, we we wouldn't go after a lot of the guys the Yankees go after just because their personalities don't mix and and match there. So and Franco's from the DR, correct? Yes, he is. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. there's that that tie in there too, for sure. And I was gonna say they sat Miguel Sano down last year, and Sano said they sat him down in the offseason. Said if the Twins could sign one player in 2018, actually before Nelly was even a Twin. If the Twins could sign one player, who would you want it to be? And he said Nelson Cruz. The respect that he has there yeah, and yeah. from all those guys is is immense. And I think uh, I think you're gonna see the impact if i mean you already have a little bit on the field but off the field too i think he's uh he's gonna help the Rays win my favorite fact is that i mean legitimately nelson cruz could be the father of wander franco <laughs> yes, <he could. laughs> 41 to 20 yeah. years old yeah it could happen crazy. for a minute there rich hill also i mean yep. you had two of the oldest yep. players in baseball on the yep. Rays before the Rays shipped uh uh, Rich Hill or yeah, Rich Hill out of town. I yep. don't think they're going to ship uh, Nelson Cruz before the trade deadline there. So, okay. We once again want to thank Nash Walker from the locked on twins podcast for joining us. Uh, reminder NBA draft goat, Chad Ford, locked on NBA draft host, Rafael Barlow and locked on NBA host, John Carolus We'll be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick and follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Okay, that wraps up this edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.